Hi, it's Adriana. And Abby. And you're listening to Busy Book Club, a podcast about books, books you love, books you love to hate, and hosted by two best friends with two strong drinks. So today we are drinking a lovely strawberry rhubarb margarita. Margaritas are my favorite drinks. I love the salty rim with the tequila. Mm. I should have gone for a salty rim. I went for a sugar rim and it was Adriana not Adriana is a five-year-old <laughs> drinking her Shirley Temple. With the I would love sugar. a Shirley Temple. That sounds great. Um, so, so this is a minimalist baker recipe. Mm-hmm. Adriana made the simple syrup herself. It was really easy. She made a strawberry rhubarb simple syrup. And then we mix that with tequila and some lime. Some agave and yeah, if you have boom, some rhubarb it. chopped up in your freezer, it's really simple. It was so right? easy and it tastes amazing. It tastes amazing. Yeah, cheers. Cheers. Oh, that was horrible. You're doing that. Oh no. It's <laughs> oh, no. So good. Oh my god. It's so good. So we substituted lemon for lime. Yeah. And honestly, I kind of like it better because it kind of makes it feel like a strawberry rhubarb lemonade, lemonade. kind of vibe. Yeah. Which I really like, although I guess lime would be good too. It but. tastes like jam, but in a good way. Not yeah, like, but not like heavy. Not I think heavy, it tastes like a funky lemonade. But it has um, like little notes of like strawberry rhubarb jam. Mm-hmm. When I was making it, it was like I was making pie filling, which brought me mm-hmm. so or, much yeah, or joy. Or like a strawberry rhubarb pie, which I love. Mm-hmm. I just keep sipping it. It's, it's really good. so good. I definitely made mine too strong. Um, <laughs> I made it a slip with a bottle of tequila, but yeah, it'll be okay. Okay, so what are we talking about today? So today we have kind of a a two-for-one double feature episode. Um, We are going to be talking about The Reading Rush. If you don't know what that is, it's um, a reading challenge started by Ariel Bissett and Raylene LeMay. Um, And it is a week in July where you follow a series of challenges and you try to read in line with them. Um, and I think it's just to kind of like cultivate the joy of reading and mm-hmm. make it fun in the community event. So. Like a good old fashioned readathon from mm-hmm. your local library. Remember those as kids? Do you remember Bookmobile? No. Oh my gosh! In the summer, the Hamilton Library would like have a book, have like a mobile library in like this old van. I had no idea. It sounds kind of creepy, but it's like you would go on. And, what? Come and get on. If you the remember. <laughs> we no, it wasn't like that. It was like it was wholesome. I remember, okay, if you remember Bookmobile, hit me up, I need to talk to you, but... I remember the reading, like, readathons. From, I never had that. Oh, yeah. Like, I feel like the library always had, like, summer readathon. No. Oh, um, okay. But, yeah. So, but yeah, yeah, the reading rush, it's July 20th to 26th, right? I have no idea. <laughs> I was hoping I you might know. I be making that up, but anyway. Abby usually knows the facts. I'm just along for the ride. Yeah. Yeah. So... So we'll be talking about books we're reading for that, and we'll get into that a little bit more. And we're also going to be talking about summer books, since it's kind of the middle, beginning of summer. We're really enjoying kind of the summer-specific activity of reading, where you're, like, sitting outside or on the beach. Um, and we kind of want to talk about some of the things we've read, um, how we like to read in the summer, and kind of that experience in and of itself. So we'll get into that a bit later. But for now, I guess we should start off with what we're reading right this moment, which yes. yours is probably much more fun than mine. <laughs> oh, what am I? <laughs> Why is it more fun? Because I'm just finishing the same books I was reading last week. Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah. So <laughs> what did you think? I'm reading. I'm I'm still on the Call Me by Your Name audiobook. 
Oh, I only so have like an hour and a half left, so I'm gonna try to finish that today. Mm-hmm. So good. I just keep sipping the drink as I was talking. <laughs> like, oh, it's so good. And then I am reading Big by A.S. King, which is actually a, a Books Unbound book club. We're big Ariel Bissette fans in this yeah. household. So that's another really uh, Canadian gal. Bissette. Yeah. Um, yeah, I'm only 10 pages in, so I'm not sure. Mm-hmm. It's good. What am I reading? So yeah, that like two books. Yeah, we were a bit ambitious last week, but yeah. um, I'm still finishing the three ecologies. It's just it's for my research. Like it's not gonna be finished anytime soon. Um, finishing Code Blue, I finished Billette. It was wonderful. What else was I reading last time? I was reading four. Mm-hmm. Oh, um, Me and White Supremacy. I haven't finished it, and it was an ebook, and it was a library book, and my I only had it for two weeks, so that was a mistake. I'll have to finish that when I get back in line for yeah. hold, which is a bit unfortunate. Um, so, yeah, I'm really not reading anything exciting. But um, since we're not recording next week, maybe I'll say what I'm going to read next week. I'm going camping. So that means it's my traditional annual camping trip Stephen King read. Yes. So what are you reading? Next week, I'm going to... I'll probably try to read them both, but I don't think I'll get through both. It. Um, I got that on my e oh reader. Yeah, I got that on my e-reader, so I'll be reading that on the beach next week. Getting spooked. Um, and then I'll try to read If It Bleeds, his new okay. book of short stories. So, yes, I was reading that last week, mm-hmm. and I finished. And it was like a solid four out of five. Mm-hmm. Um, the third story... I am pretty sure was a sequel to The Outsider and I hadn't read The oh. Outsider and I don't think you necessarily have had to read it but it was a little bit confusing at first but then it got good. The third one was definitely my least favorite story um, and then I would say the first two are my favorite. Okay. And then the it third goes one from there. was long and a little bit confusing at first but then pretty good and then the fourth one was just like a fun quick one okay um and that yeah so overall i would say it was like a four out of five it was definitely enjoyable definitely stephen kingy you know it also it really tripped me out because all of his other books that i've read were like from the 80s and this one it's like ipad and iphone oh dang and like and I was like, oh, I forgot Stephen King is, He's alive. is alive in, in our times right now. And this book was written in 2020. And I was very confused. That is true. I don't think I've read anything that recent. Modern by Stephen, Stephen King. King. I don't yeah. know, though. Um, but yeah, so that's what we'll be reading next week. So I guess that's kind of cheating, but whatever. It's our podcast. We make the rules. Okay. So okay. reading rush. Yeah, so the reading rush. Um, I don't know. Do you want to give a bit of intro to it? Or do you feel like we kind of explained it enough? Um, basically, there are seven prompts for you to read books. <laughs> oh my god, I'm done. There are seven prompts, and um, you can read seven books if you want, or you can kind of combine the categories, but it's, it's not supposed to be super strict. Like, you can kind of do what you want with the categories, mm-hmm. you know, play with them as you can. Yeah, I mean, it's Corona times, it's quarantine. Yeah. If you can't go outside, 
that's fine. I think they gave a list of ways that you can kind of hack that category. I think both of us just have lovely backyards with hammocks because we're very lucky. Mm -hmm. Um, So we're probably going to just stick to reading outside. Yeah, I generally read outside anyway. That's one of the prompts. Read a book oh, sorry. Yeah, but um, spoiler alert. <laughs> spoiler alert. I mean, this is public information. Like, yeah. You can see it online. But so. yeah, if you want more info, just Google the Reading Rush. Mm-hmm. Um, Ariel has a video about it. There's some fun channel. merch too. I was they looking at their mugs. Really They're really cute. Merch. So yeah, do you want to get? Through? Yeah. So number one is um, pick a book that's the same color of your birthstone, which is so fun. It is fun. So my birthstone is sapphire. What's yours? Oh, mine is peridot. It also makes me think of Steven Universe. <laughs> I know. And Peridot is so fucking annoying. <laughs> and it makes me upset. But, but whatever. Whatever. So, um, yeah. So mine is Sapphire because I'm born in September. Libra Queen. Um, and so I picked Call Me By Your Name by Andre ah! Asimov. Um, because, so the movie... The book cover that's based off the movie that has, like, Army Hammer and yeah. T- Timothy Chandelier, like, yeah. caress each other. Um, that one's, like, a kind of deep royal blue that I think is sapphire-ish. Yeah. So I picked that one. So I'm so excited. I did read the audiobook just last week and loved it. So I want to read the hard copy because I think it is a different experience it to is. read it. Yeah. Um, and I think it'll be really nice to read this time of year. So yeah. what's yours? Do, so Paradise is a green color. Um, I don't, don't own green books. That's so I strange. I looked at my books and I was like, uh, the only green book I have is The Tempest by... No. <laughs> and I have read it and I don't want to read that again. No, absolutely not. So I, uh, reached out to Adriana. I said, what green books do you have, girl? And I sort my books by color. She, so it was easy she peasy. Does, she sorts her books by color. So she just sent me a picture of her green section. So I'm going to be reading Little Fires Everywhere by Celeste Ng. And it has a beautiful green and blue cover. Um, yeah, this is not the movie cover or the show cover. No. This is, I bought it when it first came out, the like OG two summers ago. And also it's been a book I've been interested in reading for a while. So I feel like the general theme of my Reading Rush TBR is like long time TBR. Finally getting to. Finally <laughs> getting around to books I've been wanting to read for the most part. Um, so yeah, I'm excited about this. I don't know much about it. I do know like the general premise, which I didn't. I wish I didn't know because I did kind of spoil it for you. Was it you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're talking about. I wish I didn't know, but that's okay. Um, I think that's still. It's still really good. Yeah, I'm excited to read it. So yeah, so the second prompt is a book that starts with the. So my pick is the Incendiaries by R. W. Kwan. Um, I don't know that much about it. I've heard good things so far. It's been getting a little bit of buzz online. Um, But yeah, I really don't know much about it. Um, I do know it is set somewhere else. I do not remember. But so I kind of hacked it that that and called me by your name could also fit in another cat. Okay. So I picked seven different books, but truthfully, because I will be doing this at a very busy point in my summer, I'll probably read two or three because they fit a lot. One of my books fits low-key, like, five categories. Yeah, one of mine does too. Okay. Out of seven. So what's your the, then? My the is The Mothers by Mm. Britt Bennett. 
uh, Adriana lent me this book, and I'm yeah. just basically it, raiding my bookshelf. For I'm, this. Oh, I totally am. <laughs> uh, I actually have no idea what this book is about. I'm excited to read it. And Britt Bennett is obviously like can popular. I, can I spoil it for you? No, it's about mothers. Okay, <laughs> okay good pick. Yeah. Um, the third one is uh. Wait, it's a book that inspired a movie that you've already seen. So yes. you haven't read the book, but you've seen the movie. Yes. So I kind of cheated, but... Okay, so my pick is Sharp Objects by Gillian Flynn, which inspired a TV mm, series. Mm. So it's kind of different. But That's fine. Same I way. also am probably just going to read Call Me By Your Name for this category. So Sharp Objects, I'm sorry, you probably will not get read this particular week, but will eventually be read. Mm-hmm. But yeah, so Sharp Objects or Call Me By Your Name. Okay. Mine is Pride and Prejudice. Of course. It was the only one on my bookshelf where I have seen the movie but hadn't read the book. So, and I've been wanting to read Pride and Prejudice for a long time. Mm -hmm. I'm very intimidated by it, though. (laughs) I've tried to start it, like, three times. Yeah. And never... You gotta get into it. it. It's a slow burn. But because it fits so many of the categories, it's definitely one I'm gonna... Like... It is the one I will definitely read out of everything. So yeah, Pride and Prejudice. I've seen the movie. Have you read the book? Fantastic. Kira Knightley leads with her chin. Kira Knightley. Colin Firth. That's a BBC miniseries. Who is Mr. Darcy? Oh, it's oh I don't. It's Randall. Matt. Yeah, his I, name's I Matt picture, something. I can I picture what he looks like. He's great. He seems like such a good guy. I just cannot remember his name for the life of me. Sorry. Most forgettable name, man. Okay, so the fourth one is the first book you touch. Okay, so Abby has a really exciting idea for this, but I also am warning, I want to warn you, Abby, that uh, I might just do when I get my book order that I order a copy by your name. I might also repick and do a, another mm. touch one for this. Okay. So just warning you that um, I might not do be the like final that. one. But okay, what's your, what's your touch idea? My idea was to pick three books that I had already read that I really liked and Adriana picked three books that she's already read and really liked and then we bring them to each other and we don't like we we don't look but we like randomly pick one Mm -hmm. so I pick one of Adriana's books and she picks one of mine yeah so we brought them today and we're gonna do it live in person in action so I did kind of go easy on Abby, and one of them is Little Fires Everywhere. So if it's uh, picked, then it's like I helped her out and gave her like oh, thank a double. You. I was thinking That's ahead. Nice. I went easy on you, and one of them is only 100 pages long. Very so. good. I do appreciate that. <laughs> okay. Okay. So maybe I'll lay them out on this side. Okay. Line on okay. Wait, am I? Okay, I'm going to line them up. I just put them upside down so you can oh, see Oh, true. I'll do that. <laughs> okay, wait, close your eyes. Okay, I'm not looking. Okay, okay. Okay. And then we close our eyes. And, and we... then we'll pick the first one you touch. Okay. I, okay. Let's just fling our hand around a little bit. Okay. and then just... All oh. right, ready? Okay. Okay. What did you pick? Oh, I got Creation by Sylvia Nickerson. I'm so glad I got a, yeah, so a graphic novel. All of my picks. So I picked Creation for Abby by Sylvia Nickerson. Little Fires Everywhere. So I was doubling up. Mm-hmm. Creation's a graphic novel. And then my third pick, okay, it's not, I didn't pick oh favorites, my God. but I picked ones I've read. I also <laughs> didn't pick favorites necessarily, yeah. but I picked ones that were, I think, just good picks for the reading rush for like easy yeah. read. Yeah. So I picked 
this one's short. It's like 200 pages. It is a book from my youth that I've told Abby a lot about because I've read it. I read it a lot when I was younger. It's called Dead is the New Black by Marlene Perez. And it's just like a dumb teen book. She's like a psychic and her boyfriend's a werewolf. And it's just, it's so cringy. But I loved it when I was younger. Um, I have the whole series. I'm not embarrassed. But you don't shovel it there. You don't have to read it. Okay. (laughs) Um, I picked Their Eyes Are Watching God by Zora Neale Hurston. This is one of my favorite books. There's an introduction by Zane It's actually out of these three. Yeah. It's like my favorite book. It's a five out of five for me. Oh, but I also picked the longest one. Yeah, you might have. So my other pick was called Gachar Gochar. And it's just like a hundred, literally a hundred pages. I read it in one sitting. It's just a good, quick Okay, move on, because I don't get to read it anyway. Um, And then I wish you picked this one. So you've been publicly shamed. By John Ronson. Is it about public shaming? Is it like theory, or is it fiction? Um, I've never heard of this. Oh, okay, interesting. actually I would really like that. I think you should read this. Can I borrow it anyway? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. (laughs) So, um... That's this, interesting. I've been book, talking a lot about cancel culture lately. So. This is really topical for sure. Uh, yeah, it's just basically all about cancel culture. And cool. he kind of interviews a bunch of people who have had their like careers destroyed by like cancel culture. And it's really interesting. And he talks also about like public shaming. Okay, I'm going to borrow that yeah, anyway. It's <laughs> very good. Uh, it's one of Ariel. The set's favorite books, also, so and then also like my boyfriend, re- like it's one of his favorite books. So I thought, okay, I bought that's it. a good read. Read it. I'll bring that home. Yeah. Oh, that's exciting. I like that this was your suggestion, although it might end up just being something else. Yeah, but and also their eyes were watching God is a classic. It's incredible. It's I've been um, wanting to read it for a long yeah. Time. I feel it's like good reads. Everybody wants to read about it. Yeah. Yeah. It's. Very good. I read it. Um, I haven't seen that cover either. A few so years exciting. ago, I got that in England. That's why oh, it's I read it in Britain. <laughs> Sorry. Oh my god! In good old Sheffield. In Sheffield, when I <laughs> okay. Okay. Um. Next up. Okay. <laughs> Chew that ice. Abby's an ice chewer. Ew. Abby's an ice girl. <laughs> are you an ice girl or are you normal? Oh my gosh, shut up. So next is read a book completely not in your house. And I didn't pick a particular one for this because I'm going to read basically all of them on my hammock. Okay, so I'll just scrap mine then. But what book do you think would be best to read outside? Uh, Actually, probably this graphic novel. Because it'll definitely be like Mm -hmm. a one shot. And it's fun because it's like so much about Hamilton that you'll see places you recognize. So it'll be fun. Yeah, maybe. Maybe you should go to a park. You know what? I was just. Wait, really? That. You know what? Sorry. Since it's not really a challenge for me to read outside, because I read on my balcony. Balcony? <laughs> oh she God. does not have a balcony. The she lives in a basement. Is getting to me. Um, since I read on my hammock. Hammock, thank you. My <laughs> hammock all the time. I'm going to challenge myself. And instead of doing that, I mean, I will do that. But it's not a challenge. So the challenge is... <laughs> Get to the challenge. <laughs> wow. The challenge is I'm going to read at the park near Ooh. my workplace. And I'm going to read That's nice. this graphic novel at the park. That sounds really near nice. Near my workplace. Yeah, it, I think it might even and I'll read, feature some nearby places. I'll read the entirety of it there. 
Yeah. And that'll be the challenge. There we Exciting. Go. Yep. Okay, so I did actually pick one, but I didn't really want to read it that much anyway, so I'm going to scrap it. Um, I think it would be most fun to read Call Me By Your Name outside. Oh, yeah. Imagining the Italian countryside and the love and lust between two young men. Also, like, Army Hammer's character, Oliver, I just, like, vibe with because he's a phd student studying mm-hmm. like pre isn't it like pre-socratic or pre-platonic philosophy i don't even remember exactly but i'm just like i vibe with that not with his um actions but <laughs> with his career mm-hmm. um so yeah it'd just be fun to imagine that i'm at the italian countryside getting notes from an esteemed professor rather yeah. than just in my parents house in my hammock so that's my pick i guess but I also read or listened to the audiobook in my hammock outside, so yeah, I'm not going to make it any harder for myself. Sorry. That's okay. okay. Abby, I commend you, but you're on your own. All right. So number six is a genre that scares you slash your least read genre. So I picked memoir as my genre because ah. I think that's what I read the least. I read a lot of contemporary fiction. I've read a fair amount of classics. I've read a fair amount of theory, but I don't read a lot of like memoir or autobiography. So I picked one that I'm really excited about and was planning on reading anyway, probably around that time. And it's, they said that this would be fun by Eternity Martis. Um, and it's, uh, she went to Western University. So it's all about her experience being a black woman and encountering the racism and kind of party culture and toxicity uh-huh. of university campuses in Canada, which oh, is something wow. I'm really interested yeah. in. Someone who's done a lot with like student life and student politics and seeing some of that stuff firsthand. I'm really excited to read about it. Um, and yeah, someone who almost went to Western. That sounds great. <laughs> yeah. I'm excited. Yeah. Um, okay. I'm afraid of sci-fi. <laughs> Hi, I'm Abby and I'm afraid of sci-fi. <laughs> I'm afraid of reading Dune, but I'm not going to read Dune for the <laughs> Okay. <laughs> it is too dense, and I'm already reading Pride and Prejudice. Yeah, and that's fair. I, okay, so my pick is Brave New World by Aldous Huxley. Do you have it? I do. Oh, okay. I was like, I'll loan it to you. It's good. I think this like would it. be a good intro to sci-fi. I think it's a little more you'll really like it readable less dense than dune and it's it's been on my tbr for a really long time i actually opened it the other day and i had a receipt from 2017 in it so i that's when i bought it nice so i it's it's about time it's about time it's about time but if i don't end up reading it uh, Pride and Prejudice scares me, so... So that also... That will also count. Like, classics. <laughs> yeah, like... Good old Jane. Yeah, like, historical fiction kind mm-hmm. of, uh, scares the bejesus out of me. Spoopy. But I do actually really want to read Break New World, and I, it's pretty short, so... It's, it's, you're really I like think it. I will get it's, through it. It's a good intro book. And I think I'll like it a lot. All right. Okay, what's the, the last The final one? category is a book set in a different continent that you live in okay that you live in or then, then you live in okay you scared me different con- get different continent than the one, we're the at one right you now. Live in. so not north america we live in north america <laughs> okay <laughs> so my pick so what is wrong again i picked one but i probably won't end up reading it i am really excited to read this so i picked norwegian wood by haruki oh. mirakami 
I've been wanting to read this. Mm-hmm. Um, got it recently at the thrift store, and this is set in Tokyo. So nice. not the same constant, obviously. But if I'm being honest, I'm probably going to read The Incendiaries or Call Me By Your Name for this category. Mm-hmm. Um, but if I'm ambitious and I have time, Norwegian Wood will be um, will also fill that place. Yeah. And I'm also really excited about it. Yeah. What's cool. yours? Mine is Radio Silence by Alice Oseman. Uh, it's set in Britain. Um, the old country. <laughs> and it's just like a book I've been wanting to read for a while. And I got it in the mail recently because it was Ooh. super on sale at Indigo. So I just bought it. Um, it looks kind of long, but the font is really big and I Ugh. think it's YA. I hate big fonts. Ugh. Oh, yeah. Like, don't lie to me. Just show me how many pages it actually should be. Don't I it, like, don't like little fonts. It oh, really? really turns me off of a book. I prefer little font, thin page crammed together oh. i want the smallest see my prime book. prejudice copy it's like there is so many words on one page yeah that's my font is so small um i prefer big font no i want it to be as and tiny and i feel font. like i made such a a dent in the book mm-hmm. because because <laughs> it's like oh you you totally just read 50 pages but it's like no you like really it looks big like 10 yeah because of how big the font is um yeah so radio silence i will end up reading some at some point this year but if i have too much on my plate i'll probably just use prime yeah this one's a good double category for us because yeah we can kind of fit a lot Mm -hmm. and also like brave new world where's that so like in a new world world. (laughs) that doesn't count (laughs) yeah i know so i I, I shouldn't remember this so. so regardless Time Prejudice is my number one read of this number one read. challenge. But yeah, hopefully I'll get through a few books at least. Yeah. yeah. I think we have some good picks. And they're yeah. all pretty different for each category, which yeah. is fun. I agree. Yeah, they, they vary. I feel lot. like we both each have some like classics, mm-hmm. some new stuff, some mm-hmm. kind of... We both have some local stuff. Mm-hmm. Turning Numertis and um, Sylvia Nickerson. Yeah. Both pretty close by. So that's fun. Yeah, it's a fun... So after, so we'll be doing the reading rush in the heat of the summer, in the middle of the summer. Guess we should talk about summer reads. Good transition. Yeah, good transition. I'm, I'm really getting into this hosting thing. This is the career for me. <laughs> if everything else doesn't work out, to me, this mic against the world. Um, so I wanted to talk about this because I feel like I have so much fond memories growing up, just spending my summers reading. Like, I feel like we were both really voracious readers when we were younger. Yeah. Like, every summer, just had your nose in a book, mm-hmm. always reading. Um, and it is a unique experience, just, like, reading outside and reading about, you know, things happening in the summer. Yeah. Do you agree? I agree. I think summer is just such a fun time to be reading like especially because I just want to be outside all the time Mm -hmm. and read like reading is just an activity to do outside it makes you feel productive but in reality you're kind of like just lying you're kind of just lying around yeah it's like in summer I feel like it's such a waste of time to be like watching a tv show or just doing something indoor or like playing video games like indoors because you're like it's so nice I want to be outside but I don't necessarily want to be doing something physical Mm -hmm. so it gives you an excuse to just like relax lie in your hammock if you have one and just read yeah 
that's basically all I do. <laughs> okay, so the two books I want to talk about, I did read both of them outside also, and wow. they both take place in the summer and, like, are fun, transformative summer. So that's Be Treated by Emily Henry yes. and Call Me By Your Name by Andre Asimov. Yes. So very different books. Very. In and of themselves. <laughs> but both love stories, mm-hmm. both summer. I mean, Emily Henry's is literally called Be Treated. Like, that is the book to read on the beach. And so it's Call Me By Your Name. Yeah. So that's kind of why I wanted to bring them together and talk about them together. But we also kind of both have a tradition. Well, for me, it's a tradition. I feel like you've done it a lot too, is I always read Stephen King on the beach. So anytime I think about summer reading, I also think Stephen King. King. So the first summer I did this, I read The Shining. Mm -hmm. And then the second summer I read Dr. Sleep, which is the sequel to The Shining. Yes controversial book but i love still it still on my tbr oh i still love haven't it so watched much. the movie because i want to read the book first i haven't watched the movie either but i loved the book and the third summer i read under the dome and hated it did oh, not like yeah. it too long too long and also just like really upsetting a lot mm-hmm. of violence a lot of just yeah it was not fun and then is that it and then this summer and then this summer yeah so mm-hmm. this summer it'll be it or if it bleeds um and I'll well you also beach. read misery Oh, I also read Misery. That's like, true. Yeah. I guess it's just the summer of Stephen King this summer. He's it taken is. over. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I have a similar almost tradition. I read The Shining like a few years ago, like three years ago while we were camping, and it was yeah. so fun. I don't know what it is about Stephen King, but it was like so fun to read that on the beach. They're the perfect beach reads, and they have yeah. nothing to do with the beach. I think it's partly because... I don't want to be scared too much. So it's just fun because you feel so safe and, like, yeah. you're on the beach, like, the most calming, so relaxing It's just place. fun to read, like, a page-turner while you're mm-hmm. relaxing on the beach, but it's, like, you have an exciting book in your hands. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, what else? Oh, I read on writing, but that was, like, in the spring the next year, uh, which was also fantastic, and you should borrow. Still on my TV. Yeah. Um, and then this year I read Misery and also If It Bleeds. Yeah. So I read two this year. Um, and it's so fun. I read Misery basically the entire time on my hammock. There's just something about Stephen King that just screams summer to me. Yeah. And I, I, I don't know if yeah. anyone else will relate to that. I hope so. I hope <laughs> we're not alone in this because yeah. it just, it seems so right. Yeah. My brain. I even kind of want to read it in the summer more so than I do want to read it in October. It's about like kids exploring. I feel like yeah. anything that's coming of age is just so summer coming to me. Of age. Stand By Me would also be yeah. a great summer read. Yeah. Just like kids coming of age, like looking for spooky monsters it's just like looking for adventure yeah looking for adventure in the summertime you know yeah so that's probably what I'll get to during my next section of summer reading but we also both read beach read together for a book club we both have some thoughts about beach read so I really liked Beach Read. I read it twice actually because the first time I read it I just flipped through it so fast and was just like honestly just bouncing from um cute date with Gus to cute date like not reading that close because it was just like <laughs> the romance where will this go will they fall in love spoiler alert they do so I read it again and on one hand I'm like this is the perfect summer book like it was so just nice to read something that was about love it was set in summer like they're on a beach 
um, in like, I don't know, Maine, Minnesota, Michigan. It started with an M. I don't remember what state it is. Honestly, it's Michigan. Michigan? Yeah. Really? Yeah, yeah. I, do they have summer in Michigan? Like what? I thought Michigan. it was just cold all the time. <laughs> Sorry. We, I don't need to know the Michigan geography. Is right under us really? Oh yes, it is Detroit. <laughs> okay. Oh my God. <laughs> I don't know the geography. We don't need to go into this deeper. So Michigan. Um yikes. So yeah, it takes place in on the beach. So it is just a lovely summer read. But it also it's got some problems. Um Abby, I think, liked this less than I did. But I think one thing that really bothered me is that, like in a lot of romances, um, they just can't seem to communicate in a way that's really toxic. And I don't really appreciate that being kind of like normalized that like love and falling in love should be, you have to just uncover someone's trauma yeah. and like get them to share more than they're willing to share. And it's not real love until you know everything about them. And like you have access to their inner personal world yeah. just by virtue of like dating them, mm-hmm. which I don't think is fair. Yeah, I don't like the main character really at all. I like Augustus a lot. I I just I find no redeeming. What do you even is her name? In January. 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 Um. She, okay. First of all, they are both twenty nine. And no, they, he was thirty two. Oh, they are older than twenty or thirty because 32. the last letter from her father was her 29th birthday. So they're like, so she's like 30 and he's like 32 and grow up. How immature it was, was just incredible. Who acts like that? Who acts like that? Even if you're like grieving or have had some like really upsetting personal circumstances, you don't treat people like you're 16 and petulant. Like that's not, Mm -hmm. and it's, it's not like criticized in the book. It's just put out that this is how she acts. And that's just quirky. She, well, no, I don't want to spoil it for anyone. But she finds out information. I mean, it's not even a big deal. It's kind of a big deal. But he just basically didn't want to tell her because they weren't even dating yet. Mm-hmm. So, like, chill January. And then she's like, flips out. And she fucking turns off her phone and stuff. And it's like, uh, communication maybe. and it's like leading up to that she's analyzing everything, everything. he says yeah it's like what could that mean what's his ulterior motive which is like like anxious attachment systems i know you i see you like i get it but let's not act like this is okay and not interrogate the fact that like if you're getting to know someone or like be like someone might be your partner in the future you aren't like, by analyzing everything they're saying, it's just, it's a really toxic trait, and yeah. it's ultimately harmful, and, like, we shouldn't just act like this is, like, an okay plot device or whatever, that, like, this he's some mystery yeah. to be solved. Yeah. Like, that's what it comes down to. It's, like, the plot is finding out about Gus, but it, it shouldn't be. Also... It was called Beach Read, and, like, the description... They don't go on the beach! Thank Sorry. You. Thank you. It was called Beach Read, and the description of the book was, like, two, like, young writers switch genres and yada, yada, yada. And it didn't... I, I just feel like it didn't live up to its description or, like, Mm-mm. its marketing... I don't know. Where was the, the beach, bro? Where, where was the, the beach? The cover, it's, I don't know. The cover and the description are quite different from the reality of the book. 
Just like the tone agree? of it's really yeah. different. Like the description doesn't lie about anything. No, it really. just makes it seem like a much more upbeat tone than yeah. is actually the book. But then they go on like adventures. It's more so about those adventures were depressing. It's, it's more so about the adventures they go on to do research for each other's books than it is about the process of writing in a different genre. Yeah. You know? like, yeah. I wish it was more about that and I wish I don't know. Did the cliches bother you a lot too? Like there were some really like yeah. okay, at one point they're writing notes to each other, like Taylor Swift in the oh, You Belong With I... Me video. And the author like nods to it, but in just the most obnoxious way. Yeah, I like, really hated that. And there's so much cringy stuff, like mm-hmm. just like making pop culture references that are super annoying. Yeah. And it's just it's so unorganic too. Like it didn't it didn't serve what was actually happening between them yeah. or like their connection. It just kind of seemed like a wink from the author that I really didn't like. I was just like, yeah. stop. It was cringy at moments. And I like I like I tried to like the cringe. I see, yeah, I'm not above it at all. Mm-hmm. I I wanted to just like kind of go with it and just enjoy it for what it was, but I really struggled to get into it. All right, do you want to move on to Call Me By Your Name? Yes, let's. Okay, what are your feelings about I have so many feelings. <laughs> I have so many feelings. Wait, we didn't do star signs for B-Treed. Ooh, okay. okay, we got to do star. Okay, we'll pause Call Me By Your Name and come back to yeah. it after we do B-Treed's Zodiac sign. signs. Okay, what do you think for January? That's her name. January? Oh God! I I have an idea. Do you have an idea? What is it? Gemini. Oh, she's a Gemini. That yeah. emotional manipulation. Ooh, that's yeah. Gemini. Okay, Gemini. <laughs> I'm down. Yeah. Um, and then Augustus Everett. Be Earth sign. What do you think? He's not very emotional, so he's not water. No. He can be air. He kind of just like. It seems like if he were to. If he were to be in a bad situation, would he be fight, flight, or freeze? I think he'd be flight. So I feel like he'd yeah. be air. Air. So what's Libra, Gemini. Oh. I think he's a Libra I now that I say Libra. it. Oh, he's my son. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Libra. Libra. Is it because I'm a Libra? No, I just. It just you just clicks. know Libra just so clicks. well. Yeah, I think Libra is a good fit. Yeah, and he's like bookish. Yeah. He seems really level-headed and fair. Yeah, yeah. Not to say I am, but... And, like, the way he deals with his ex coming to see him, mm-hmm. and he takes some time, and he doesn't bother January with it. Like, yeah. he takes his time to think. I feel like that's such an air sign thing. Yeah. He doesn't immediately go to January, like, I just need some time. Like, he just is too... Like, he... He goes to himself. Yeah. He goes home and he thinks about it. Yeah. And he doesn't really go to other people. And he doesn't react no. immediately. I feel like Libras are non-reactive yeah, he in the has, moment. He has that balance that yeah. Libra has. It's like... Ooh, yeah. Uh, okay. Yeah. Two air signs, Gemini and Libra. They are not going to work out long-term with those signs, but um, no. read the book to find out what actually happens. So. Okay. Okay. I guess now we can do Call Me By Call Your me Name by Signs. Oh, okay. We, we, we discussed. It was so quick, though. Elio okay. Scorpio. Of course. He's so and horny. And Oliver is a Leo. Okay. 
Alio is so thirsty. <laughs> and that is so Scorpio. Okay, I didn't, I mean, when I read the physical book, I was obviously like, Elio is so thirsty. But listening to the audiobook, it's even more apparent how thirsty he is. Oh my god. just like constant there's not a sentence that isn't somehow about sex in that book i I honestly don't think so because yeah i it's just every it it just seems like while i'm reading the audiobook it seems it doesn't even move anywhere it's just constantly in i know it does at times but it's just like constantly in his brain and his like so Scorpio about and he's so sex. emotional he is so emotional Scorpios are emotional very emotional yeah. a lot of crying a lot of repressed mm-hmm. feelings a yeah. lot of quick to anger um we know Scorpios well um and he is a Scorpio yeah and then Oliver Leo, Leo that's sunshine energy golden boy energy oh, yeah Army Hammer, any, dream. We don't, I don't think we need any more explanation for that. No, Obviously, we don't. It's just so lawyer. obvious. Yeah. Yeah. Headstrong, yeah. but sensitive deep down, yeah. but doesn't show it easily. Yeah. 100%. Okay. Love it. Love it. Okay, what else do we want to say about Call Me By Your Name? There's so much we can talk about. Yeah. I mean, the writing, beautiful. Yeah, it's I need gorgeous. More it's like possible. decadent. It's so good. Yeah. Yeah. Especially obviously i'm listening to the audiobook and it just sounds so beautiful army hammer's voice army saying voice. some of these words is poetry it's, yeah wow and it's just so funny because like only andre Asimov could write something so thirsty but make it sound like the most beautiful like the peach when okay the the scene with the peach is to me disgusting <laughs> like i mean to each their own different strokes but i just the idea of it grosses me out but yeah. reading it i'm like yeah. wait is, this is kind of beautiful so also sex sexual scenes. <laughs> <laughs> so that part i could not yeah i could not get on board with that absolutely not but i think i don't know it was um I'm just gonna pretend that part didn't happen. I, I don't mean to be a prude, but it, it really grossed me out. But also, it just really adds to like their like vulnerability or their like. But they're like, also both no, kind of freaks. Like the they're notion. strange. Yeah, and I just feel like shame is a really huge theme. Yeah, in the book. and I think it's very like just really adds to the idea of like shame and how Elio just had all this shame about Oliver and with like that scene it was taking like, the shame away or like yeah. reclaiming the shame or something. And like <laughs> the ultimate intimacy to the them. Ultimate, like being yeah. intimate with every part of your significant other. Yeah. Um, even the parts we're not supposed to and yeah. we're supposed to experience shame about. Yeah, that's really true. Uh, yeah. <laughs> it was gross. It was gross. It was no, not for me. Not trying to shame anyone. But it was, no king shaming, but... It, it was gross. I but I think it. it was, like, along that, those lines. Yeah, I got it. Like, Elio's constant shame and his constant, like, overthinking. Mm-hmm. And, and then, like, as soon as him and Oliver, like, crossed that bound or cross that line or mm-hmm. whatever there was just like no turning back and mm-hmm. it was just like okay we're all yeah. in and um 
I loved the build-up to when they finally kind of reveal themselves to each other. And even that is kind of a slow burn. Mm -hmm. Um, But all of it is just kind of like this slowly burning, intensifying sexual tension that you know is going to culminate into this passion that they're just, they can't stay away from each other. Yeah. Um, But they're trying but not trying and kind of discovering themselves and interacting with the world. And Yeah. Yeah. I love how like low-key it was though too Mm -hmm. like they go on like the bike ride together and then they're hanging out and it kind of just like comes out it's like reading between the lines like it's all parenthetical their decorations of like mutual attraction it's never like exactly said outright that you what is unsaid is as important and like palpable as what is said yeah also um the setting being like in the Italian countryside yeah. and reading I about know. that. I <laughs> the one day I was reading their bike scene, I literally was like, I need to go for a bike ride and biked to a park and like sat in red. And like played like Sufjan Stevens, Mr. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Oh gosh, no, I can't without oh, crying. And every time I hear the the psychedelic birds um love my way, I think of that movie. Oh, the movie. Should we talk about it? The movie's great. I love Army Hammer. Yeah. Okay, here here's the thing. Why do why do people stand Timothy Chandelier when we could stand Army Hammer? Have yeah. we not seen the 6-4 man? Yeah. Like he looks like a Greek god. He is wonderful. I need to rewatch that movie. It's been a lo- like I saw Me it too when as well. it first came out. But I actually haven't watched it since I read the book, mm-hmm. and I would love and to do that. I didn't know. I'd only seen the movie, and then I listened to the audiobook, and I'll be reading the book um, soon. But I didn't know that there was, like, more after he leaves, mm-hmm. and he gets the phone call or whatever. Mm-hmm. I didn't realize that they reconnected in the future, which I'm really yeah. glad they left it out yeah. of the movie because mm-hmm. I think the movie just ended perfectly oh, and beautifully yeah. like it was gorgeous but it was really interesting I was like oh sh- there's this unexpected part I did not think would happen it was also like really interesting and summed up the book yeah Elio and Oliver's arc in a really beautiful way and mm-hmm. the movie summed up the movie Elio and Oliver's yeah. arc in a really beautiful way yeah yeah I'm gonna I find it I'm gonna find it interesting watching the movie because the book is so much in Elio's head and his constant, like, overthinking and his mm-hmm. dialogue that I'm just... Inner dialogue. I didn't realize I that. Like it'll be interesting reading, like, watching yeah. the movie and seeing... I mean, I just kind of forget what happened, like, how they do that in the movie. But I... It definitely wasn't... I felt... I never felt like I was following Elio per se. Right. I felt like I was kind of like this omniscient person. Yeah. Like, but in the book, you're you very are much, so in, much in his like head. you feel the building tension, like yeah. he feels it. But yeah, in the book, in, in the like movie, I just I, I don't really think I connected yeah. that much. In the conversation with his dad. Yeah. Okay, it didn't hit me the first time mm-hmm. when I watched the movie, and I rewatched the clip, and honestly, the movie clip didn't hit me as much as reading this conversation. Yeah, the was, conversation in the book is really good. I teared up. Like, yeah. I felt so much, and I think it was just, like, the most beautiful, intuitive way to parent your child and, like, recognizing their individuality and personhood while also connecting with them and appreciating them as they are. Yeah. 
And I don't know, it just felt like a beautiful moment between a father and son where there's just this mutual recognition that they both are people. And the son's coming to realize that his father was a person before he was a father and a mm-hmm. person of his own. And he, while the father's recognizing that his son is becoming a person of his own and um, having feelings and experiencing things that he can't touch and can't protect and can't guide, but still trying to like impart some wisdom, being mm-hmm. like, accept the bad and the good. It's just so beautiful. Yeah. It's so beautiful. I haven't gotten to it yet, but I did read the book in March, but I'm excited to hear it. You can't heal what you don't feel was the vibe of that that part of the book. Yeah. But yeah, it's a great summer read. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, yeah makes me want to go for many bike rides it makes me want to go to like rural italy and just like make pasta and ride bikes maybe drink some apricot juice i don't even like juice but i want that apricot juice i'll never look at peaches the same again without thinking about army hammer's juicy ass (laughs) because that's what yeah he's he's so thirsty yeah he's so thirsty (laughs) But it's beautiful. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Are there any other submarines that you can think of? No. Me Nothing either. else. I just love reading. So I feel like the conclusion to this is <laughs> we love reading romance and horror. Yeah. In the summer. There's no in between. Yeah. Murder or people falling in love. Yeah. Yeah. Which maybe they're one in the same. Like, horror evolved out of the gothic, which was an exploration of sexuality. So, I guess all horror is an exploration of sexuality, and all romances, too. Wow. Wow. (laughs) English majors. English majors. Um, But, yeah, those are our summer reads. Yeah. If you haven't read Call Me By Your Name, definitely read it. Yeah, that's pretty much the point. Just read it. I would skip it. I'd read it. And then Stephen King. Good times. Good times. Um, so, okay, thanks for listening um, to our third episode of Boozy Book Club. We hope you make a strawberry rhubarb margarita. Um, enjoy it with us and while reading, maybe on your hammock if you have one outside near a window, um, and enjoy those summer reads. And get home safe. <laughs> <laughs>